Have you ever had an experience where someone told you a story and it revealed yourself to yourself? Have you ever had an experience where someone told you a story and it revealed yourself to yourself? To know that you're not so different from other people. One of the principles as we grow in the faith life is once our faith life becomes us versus them, we're already departing from the Trinity, removing ourselves from communion with God. I can remember when we had our first official uh, fall retreat, and I just really had just this, I, I still struggle with it, but I have a disgust sometimes with people showing up late to things, right? And I forgot that we changed the schedule one day, and Mass is at 4.45, and I showed up at 5, because Mass was at 5 most days. And I walked in, and I was like, wow, these, these, they're, they're so hungry. They want to be holy. And I just kind of was absorbing. I was walking in slowly. And then it just kind of hit me. And the Holy Spirit just said, Mass is at 4.45. You're the one who's late, right? And just reflecting on that and, and sin, it, it always pulls us further away from ourselves. And we forget that we're not so different. We're actually very similar. The story that Nathan tells David in our first reading today is to, to reveal himself to himself. To hear about you know, that rich man who received a visitor, but he would not take from his own flock and herds to prepare a meal for the wayfarer who had come to him. And this anger grows in David as he's hearing this. And then Nathan flips it on him and reveals himself to himself and said, you are the man, you coward. <laughs> he calls him out for what he's being because Nathan is a prophet and prophets, they rustle with feathers in people's lives. They rustle all that's too comfortable in people's lives, especially when they're in deep sin. We're called to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. And it is in that story that David sees himself and he realizes how much of a hypocrite he has become, how he had been taking his relationship with Jesus, I'm sorry, with the Father, Jesus wasn't revealed yet, um, he's taking that for granted. And that sin only has one solution, more sin, right? Sin only has one solution, and it's more sin. And sin never makes you more. David committed lust, right? And in what was sin's solution? Murder. So sin never makes you more, and it only has one solution. So when we look at this, we should always be asking every single time we come to Mass, we should be looking at how is this being revealed in the Gospel? Why would Holy Mother Church put these two things together? How do they fit? Well, if we've been reading our scriptures, we know that perfect love casts out all fear. David made his decisions out of Laziness, and when he started sinning, more fear, more doubt crept in. And Jesus, he calls his disciples in our gospel today to the other side because they're getting comfortable. He needs to challenge them to grow, to trust in him more fully. And they have to lead the crowd. They have to leave those they're comfortable with. But they bring Jesus with them in the boat, and other boats are with them. But then a violent squall comes. The sea starts going crazy. I don't know if you've ever been in a sea storm, but it's like one of the most freaky things ever. And seeing water fill up. But Jesus is asleep. And why is Jesus asleep on the cushion? It's because he has trust, he has faith in the Father. And they have to wake him up. 
Then said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Of course the Lord cares. And when he woke up, it says he rebuked the wind. And the wind is a sign of of the evil spirits that are around us, visible and invisible, but also exterior and interior, the demons that creep up inside of us that make us make decisions out of fear rather than faith. And it is through the word of Jesus, through his word, the same one that caught the first apostles, he quiets the storms by saying, quiet, be still. We have to remember that Jesus is God. He created the seas and he can do that. The question is, why don't we trust him? I would say it's probably because we don't repent enough. Psalm 51, which is that repentant psalm of David, he says, create a clean heart in me, O God. What a beautiful prayer. Do you not yet have faith? As Jesus asked his apostles, his disciples, then it was probably because we have not repented enough. And oddly enough, repentance can be a joyful experience. When we take this dead weight off our hearts and we put it on the Lord. David says, free me from blood guilt. Open, O Lord, my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Have you ever had a story reveal yourself to yourself? If we don't see ourselves in the gospel as a story, if it's our story, it's our, our salvation history, then we're blind to something. What repentance does is it, it lifts the blinders. It helps us see that we're not so different. It helps us rem- remember that only perfect love casts out all fear. When we have that perfect love in our hearts, it's so much easier to not see it's us versus them, it's that we're so similar. But it's the hard thing about sin is it's, it's, it's very easy to become a hypocrite the more we sin. But do we see ourselves in others? Do we see ourselves in the eyes of the Father? Take a moment of silence to ask the Lord to reveal ourselves to ourselves, And to make sure that we don't start the semester by finger pointing but we're meeting people where they're at and calling them to higher life in Christ, to live in faith and not in fear.